welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pastera. Today we have a special master's edition with Mary Kay Cooper. Um, we actually both work at the same university, Texas A&M San Antonio, and um, although she has a PhD and I just have a master's, um, but anyway, she's a pretty amazing uh, person, athlete, just a general general all-around decent person. Um, she is the director of alumni engagement. Okay, I'm going to give you a little grammar lesson here because I see this wrong all the time and it just drives me out of my skull, okay? So, alumnus is singular, okay? Or if you're talking about a female, if you want to go that direction, you would say alumna or alumnae. Alumni is plural, okay? I can't begin to tell you how many times I see this where people are like, I'm an alumni of X. And I'm like, really? Are you more than one person? What is <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but um, I felt like I needed to tell people that because it does drive me out of my mind. And um, it's like people who say media and they, for you know, all the media uh, or, you know, this media, you know, when they're talking about a singular outlet and it's supposed to be medium, you know, it really, <clears throat> and what really drives me crazy is also when people say mediums, I'm like, really, are we having a seance? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> Sorry. I am a grammar nerd. Okay. And, um, so just deal with it. Um, it, I may not be fast. I may not be a great runner, but damn it, I'm pretty good at grammar and, uh, like to, pride myself on that. Anyway, woo! I'm already on tangents here. Okay. Mary Kay, let's get back to my my interviewee. Yes, Mary Kay is a kind of a newborn um, uh, master's runner. She's 51 and um, primarily thinks of herself as a swimmer, but she's a pretty badass runner and cyclist as well, has done triathlons, although I think she's given up some of that stuff. Um, she's got a, uh, she's done a 50 miler. Actually, it's funny. Cause when I did my first 50 miler, she did her first 50 miler. Um, well, she finished a couple hours ahead of me, but, um, of course I didn't know that until yesterday when I interviewed her. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you know, Hey, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So she, uh, currently, uh, is, signed up for, oh God, I can't think of the name of the race now, but she'll mention it in our interview, but it's at Pace Bend Park, um, outside of Austin. And it's a swim, bike, swim, bike. I forget how many swim, bike, swim, bikes you have to do. Um, it just sounds horrifying. Um, and you can't like change out of anything. So she has to swim in her shoes. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh my God. Well, and again, my, my, prowess at swimming is pretty poor. I used to be decent when I was younger. Uh, it's kind of like my ability at math. I think I even joke about that with her in the interview. Um, yeah, I just, ugh, yeah, not great at, uh, not great at swimming, uh, but put me on a, put me on a road bike and I can probably kick your ass. Well, maybe <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So Mary Kay is also a, uh, cancer survivor. Um, and everything seems to be going well. Um, you know, and as somebody else who has had her thyroid removed me, um, 
I mean, fortunately, I didn't have to deal with the cancer thing, but you know, it it does kind of change things up a little bit. So um, I can appreciate, you know, her uh, her uh, journey, I guess, if you will. So anyway, I'm going to shut up and uh, let's uh, let's hear that interview with Mary Kay Cooper on this computer. Okay, so here I am with Mary Kay Cooper, one of my San Antonio running buds. And I didn't realize you had already crossed over into the master's category until, uh, when was, oh, that thing we did a couple of weeks ago, the, um, oh, that two-way torture test where I ended up throwing up. Um, so how old are you now? 51? 51. Yeah. 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 So you, yeah. Cause I knew you were younger than me, but I was just like, oh, wow. She's, <laughs> she's in the master's. I can talk to her now. Yeah. You kind of like those amusement park things. Like you must be this tall to ride, you know, you have to be this old to get into this podcast. So I have arrived. You have arrived. So, um, anyway, so, um, I'm just like trying to figure out how to start this thing. I, you know, I used to interview people for a living, you know? Um, so let's, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, and where are you from originally? Sure. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Southwestern Pennsylvania, about 30 miles South of Pittsburgh. All right. Hey, we're from almost the same neck of the woods. Cause I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah, sure. sure. Hey, I know. So, maybe, that's, yep. maybe that's why we like each other. <laughs> And uh, how did you end? Uh, have you lived at any other places? Uh, West Virginia. Uh, so oh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, back to Pennsylvania. And really, I, I couldn't do any more winters. I was I was done with the winters. So. Yeah, and then, I, and I then we had Tundra season. Week. So yeah. Had, oh, yeah. Boy, I got out of practice too. But Oh my God. I swear. I think I still think I have some PTSD from that. I just really never want to go through that again in my life. It's like, no. And, you know, when I left Ohio, it's like, okay, we had at least power and water that stayed on. Right. right. <laughs> like, well, and, and everybody here has generators and, you know, like, why would we have any of that? Yeah, exactly. Or, or even, well, you know what I did? The smart thing that I did, the Ohio in in me, I, uh, I actually bought some ice cream uh, maker salt. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, used that on my, on my sidewalks because... Um, I have a bunch of feral cats. Oh my God, here we go. Uh, yeah. So I have some feral cats that uh, I share with my neighbors and, um, and I feed them. But the problem is, is that um, these poor little things, they get up on my porch and they're like sliding around on the ice. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work, you know, and I'm going to bust my ass. So it's right. right. <laughs> anyway, whoo, that was a long story. Anyway, uh, sorry, that was my fault. Um, I, it, it, you know, if you've ever listened to my podcast, I do kind of go all over the place, but that's me. If um, you really wanted to, you could just edit it out, couldn't you? Oh, no, 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 we don't edit. No, we don't edit things. So um, I, I like to keep it like what they call cinema verite, which is... I study documentary in, in my for my master's, and so there's like, probably my favorite genre is cinema verite, which is what they call what they consider reality TV, but that's not really reality TV because it's not um, it, it, it's it's staged. Okay, it so really yeah, and, and God, I'm trying to remember what that's called. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But cinema verite is just everything unvarnished. So that's that's me. So anyway, so you, uh, yeah, so you were back and forthing um, in, in the Midwest or thereabouts. And uh, is that, no, that's not really the Midwest. What is that? What, I, we say back East. Okay, back East. Like, so when somebody says, you know, where'd you get your degrees back East, you know. And where did you get your degrees? 
Bachelor's degree is from Seton Hill University in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Master's degree, Wheeling Jesuit University in Wheeling, West Virginia, and doctoral degree at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania in Indiana, Pennsylvania. I did not know there was an Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania's got a lot of wacky city names, just like Texas does. Oh my God. So man, that's, that's one of many. Yeah, this place. Yeah, it, it's still I, I mean, I've only yeah, I mean, I've lived here since what, 2004, but I'm still learning, you know, and it's just, yeah, well, you yeah, know, yeah. somebody thought it was a really great joke to like, you know, parallel 35 and 37 interstates next to each other, you know, and so people are lost constantly. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so how did you end up in San Antonio? I couldn't do one more winter. And I said, honey, I'm moving to somewhere warm. And it was up between uh, um, Our Lady of the Lake was offering me a job and um, uh, St. Thomas in, in Houston was offering me a job. And so Our Lady of the Lake got to me first. So we ended up here um, We and we adore San Antonio. Just, that. that was 2005. Okay. Oh yeah. So we've been Texans almost yeah. the same amount of time. So, uh, and Eric is at UTSA, right? He is. At the, at the competition. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I went from Arle of the Lake to Trinity to A&M San Antonio. So yes, oh, I didn't know you went to Trinity too. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. I ran their alumni office for 10 years. Oh, yeah. wow. um, oh God, I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's funny. Cause one of my, uh, my, my former landlord, this is so funny. When I first moved to San Antonio, he was a communication lecturer, Robert. Oh my God. Why can't I think of his last name? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, he was, he was a professor at Trinity and he knew Jenny and, and all this stuff. Yeah, sure. Crazy. Anyway. So how long have you been at, um, Tamusa, as we call it. Uh, it will be a um, five years this month. All right. I'm just a year behind you. So, all right. And you are the director of alumni? Yeah. Alumni engagement. Director engagement. of alumni engagement. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alumni affairs, alumni relations, all the same thing. Alumni engagement, I think, is cool. the, the most accurate out of the, out of the bunch. Yeah. So. Things seem to be getting better for us too. I mean, in terms of just like getting out there and, you know, it used to be, you'd go, yeah, I'm at Tamusa. And they're like, what? <laughs> like A&M, they've got a campus in San Antonio. Really? You know, and, you know, now, you know, we just had that news the other day about the, the health. Hospital. Yeah. The hospital's huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, A&M is not stupid, you know, and they were so smart to purchase that place with all that land, like what, 750 acres. Oh my God, it's going to be huge. And, you know, I'm going to be retired by the time it really is seeing its full realization, but mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really happy to be there too. So, and um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I have a much easier title. See, I'm just known as a lecturer, which sounds terrible. It sounds like I just stand in front of people. And talk. <laughs> right. Back when I first got into academia, you know, I was like, the hell does this mean? I'm a lecturer. Does that mean I'm just going to like stand and talk in front of a bunch of people or what? But I didn't realize it was like a hierarchy, you know? Right. You got to love academia. All so, yeah. made up and, I, and I only have a master's, you know? <laughs> anyway, so, ugh, all right, enough of that. Um, the personal stuff out of the way. Um, how long have you been a runner? I, I, got, I got to running late, actually. I didn't start running until I was 39. Um, oh, Younger than me. Okay. <laughs> and, and I, I actually think it's one of, you know, I, I have 
friends and teammates and stuff who ran it competitively in high school and college and they you know track or cross country or all of the above or and their bodies are just beat to hell um and I think the reason mine is I mean I do a lot of rehab and prehab too um but I think it's just because I haven't had that much wear and tear you know well and you cross train because you do tries right I, I do all kind of things a lot of weightlifting. so currently um so yeah it was 2009 when I started running but I, I started out as a swimmer so I was a competitive swimmer nice. um since age you know nine uh which was late getting into competitive swimming if you know really? anything about that world it's yeah that's that's old I was an old lady at nine um <laughs> And so did competitive swimming, um, you know, through clubs and up through high school, my college didn't have a swim team though. So I really didn't do much exercise. I was kind of a couch potato for a, for a decade or so, but you know, when you, you can pull that off in college and shortly thereafter, Oh yeah, you're 20. So you can do that. And, yeah. I didn't work out much until I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I get so, it. so you can, you can pull that off. And so I, then I did some Taekwondo and I was, uh, I had finished my doctoral degree in 04. Eric still had a year on his because he had started a year later than me. So he's, of course, you know, on the laptop all the time. I'm bored, silly, looking for something to do and got a um, postcard in the mail from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's team in training to train with them to do endurance sports while fundraising um, to fight cancer. And so I, the postcard, they were like, okay, you can train for a marathon, a triathlon, or a, or a 100 mile cycle ride, a century ride. And I thought, oh my God, running sounds so hard. I'd never run a step in my life. <laughs> um, you know, I had been oh, in yeah. I'm with I'm you. a black belt in Taekwondo. So I figured I'd just, you know, if I, I didn't need to run away from danger, I would just hit it real hard, you know, that kind of, <laughs> and so I was like, I think I'm going to cycle because running sounds really scary and hard and difficult. And I'm sure I can't do and it. You're and you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and and in, in cycling, you're sitting the whole time. So, you know, I thought, yay. So cycled for a while, did a couple of century rides. Um, and then you know, thought I would try this triathlon thing because there was much less running um, than if I were going to run a, run a marathon. And I knew I had the swimming down. I had some cycling stuff down. So it was, I started triathlon in 2009. So at age 39, I, I ran my first step. Um, so did triathlon for a good six, seven years, did probably almost 50 um, tries of various lengths, uh, loved it, loved the racing, loved the, the team atmosphere, all that kind of stuff like that. And then 2015 did my last one, 2016 coached my last triathlon team. And, um, but meanwhile, I'm, I get this wild hair and which is a funny <clears throat> term that, since you and I have both raced wild hair. <laughs> I love so I got, this, <laughs> I got this wild hair to try trail running. I, Donna, I honestly don't even know how I came up with the idea, but I decided for my 45th <laughs> birthday, I was going to run a 50 mile ultra. So, but I was trying to figure out, well, I'm kind of a big, you know, go big, go home kind of person. And and I'm accidentally a one-off person too, which I never meant to be, but there's always like something else shiny over here I need to try. <laughs> so um, 
I was working in Trinity at the time and I was visiting with an uh, alumnus, uh, Brianna Tamaro, who actually works with the Paralympic team uh, after she graduated from Trinity. Um, and her, she, we were doing, uh, we, I was visiting with her at a coffee house and unbeknownst to me, she had like locked herself out of her house or her car or something like that. And she had on the sly had called her dad um, to come bring her an, another set of keys. Well, her dad happens to be Joe tomorrow, who's one of the kind of almost a founding father of the rock hoppers. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out how to bust into the trail scene in, in San Antonio because I've suddenly decided I wanted to be a trail runner. Um, Good choice. <laughs> I, you know, uh you know, I had by this time run a full road marathon. I had done a, a bunch of half marathons, all that kind of stuff like that. And like I said, I was just like, oh, let's try this next. Um, but I didn't know how to break into the scene. I had been training with groups. I hadn't been doing too much solo at all up to this point and really felt more secure, you know, with a group kind of to show me the ropes. Joe shows up with Brianna's extra set of keys and he has a Tejas Trails t-shirt on. And I said, entry drug. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey so um he got me into the rock hopper distribution list and uh so that's 2015 at the time um they were doing a lot of so so rich was doing you know rich was you know kind of the the father of us all in the rock oh yeah rich Mechanic. and so rich was doing almost like workshops it. donna he was doing we met at china buffet and they talked about trail you know trail running we had a gear workshop. We did fuel. We did, I mean, he really did have a little, you know, He's so knowledgeable. And, yeah. Yeah. A little set of workshops that kind of taught me everything I knew in 2015. And, and, you know, Chris was like everybody's, you know, big brother and, um, Julie was everybody's sister and Julie was doing a po podcast of trail runners with the rock hopper group at the flying saucer. Okay. I, I had nothing to say, but came along to hear everybody. Um, and so really that group really kind of em embraced me and, and kind of showed me what parks to go to, what trails, all that kind of stuff. The first I downloaded a um, 50 mile uh, ultra plan. And I think it was, you know, like a five month long plan and I made it seven or eight <laughs> because that's good. That's good. Because the first, well, the first, the first long run was 16 miles on the uh. trail. I was not at that point for the, you know, for the first long run. So I kind of made up, you know, did some things on my own. And then I, my, my initial experience of Friedrich. I have a love-hate relationship with Friedrich. Oh, I, I love to hate it. I love it. It's, it's, I, I never feel so accomplished as when I've run Friedrich. And, um, it, it was, it was 16 miles, uh, at Friedrich, that Ooh. first one with the rock hoppers, you know, kind of a no drop, uh, training. It's like day. a baby bandera. Yeah. And I think, you know, so we did a loop of eight, went back to the cars, refueled or did whatever we needed to do and did another and did another loop of eight. And I'm pretty sure it was Joe. I don't think I'm making this up. Somebody had a bad fall. Um, Joe Schmall. And, and, and landed on, on its face. Oh. A bad fall landed on its face and we kind of got him in between loop one and loop two, kind of got him taken care of. And so, um, so, so what so Joe, if you're listening to this and it wasn't you, like put something in the comments. Like, that wasn't me, that was Tony. 
I was talking yeah, exactly. About. I, I know. I'm not sure if these guys listen to my podcast, no. but anyway, I know it's so, funny. It's, it's just like sometimes I'll be well, like sometimes people will, you know, stop me and they're like, "You're the podcast lady. I recognize your voice." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you guys are listening to this?" You know? <laughs> yeah, cool it makes me so excited. I'm like, Woo, "Yeah, you know? well, of course." I've got a whole like you know less than a hundred people you know regularly listening. <laughs> it's a small select group, but anyway, it's, that's right. I'm trying, I'm trying to grow. You want to keep it exclusive anyway, so yeah, I know. But yeah, so then they they really got me through to Wild Hair that November. What year was this? 2015. 2015 ran my 50 miles there at Wild Hair. Had quite the little cheering section. But it was funny because I, I think had that might have been the same year I did my first 50 miler. I think we've talked about this before and I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was a hell of a race. Yeah. It was like all wet and stuff. It was, it was. And one of my, I had three friends that wanted to pace me and you could have a pacer after 2 PM. Right, right. And you know, it's like a little hourglass that, yeah. you know, that yeah. course. And so one of them did like the top hour, the hourglass and another one did the bottom. And then the third one got me in. They were so cute because, you know, oh, none of them had to run real far. So what was your finishing time? It was 12 hours and 20 minutes. Oh man, you did so much better than me. Yeah. Cause yeah, I was like 14. Ugh, I don't know. I finished 19 minutes before the cutoff. Hey, that's all that matters, little, baby. But I'm a little older than you. So there you go. Uh, that is all yeah. And I matters. had one pacer. It was so funny because this friend of mine um, from the Valley, because I was living there at the time and she, she was like, I'd like to just come up and just hang out with you for that race. I'm like, dude, you should pace me. So she paced me for the last two loops, which was very helpful because yeah, otherwise, but there were still two people behind me. So I was like, yes, at least I wasn't DFL. You know? That's right. That was a, I love that race. Do you, have you done that one since or done any? I, I haven't. I really, I threatened to just go back for old times oh, do one, and do one of the shorter distances. Oh yeah. Course, I do it every you know? year. I've been doing it every year since 2012, just some, you know, various. Yeah. Distances, maybe so. bug me. Come closer, closer. To, although I've got an A race that I'm doing in November. We can get to that in a bit. Okay. Um, that's my, that's my newest, my newest shiny thing okay. <laughs> goes back to the cross training, but yeah. yeah in 20, so tw that was 2015 and 2016. Um, I had a friend do her first 50 of Brazos Bend. So I paced oh, yeah. her for that, le that last 17 mile, uh, loop paced her. Yeah. It was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm gonna come back and do this the next year. Yeah. That, that, that's such a different experience than it, say, like, you know, uh, Friedrich or Bandera, <laughs> so flat, flat and smooth. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, whoo, you know, alligators, you know, it's, but it's right, cold right. and wet, you know. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do this in 2017 and PR and, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. So, you know, maybe it won't be wet and muddy like what hair was and all that nonsense. And Eric decided that he was going to run Brazos Bend with me. So we started training in 2017 together and I was fighting with some tachycardia. He had, he sprained his ankle very badly um, oh. at McAllister one day. I mean, it just puffed up like, oh you know. yeah. Yeah. It was in black. I mean, just oh. puffed up and turned black. It was a nasty, nasty sprain. Um, and then that October, so we were pretty much sure that we were not going to be doing Brazos Bend for all kinds of reasons. And then I got a cancer diagnosis in October. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, um, you know, we just had other things on our mind. <laughs> really? I can't imagine. <laughs> 
So had my surgery to get the, the cancer out in December of that This was year. a thyroid cancer, correct? Thyroid cancer, yep. And they, you know, they just take the whole thyroid. Did, you, uh, it was, did you have any symptoms before that or did you? It, how did that come of The tumor was so big. The nodule that contained the tumor was so big. It was poking out of my throat. I could, so when I would wash my face every morning and night, I could feel it. I just didn't do anything about it because. <laughs> well, it's a goiter. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And then really it was a perfect storm it was like within a two-week period like three doctors jumped on me and Eric got involved and all that kind of stuff like that so they did the they did the biopsy there was only a five percent chance it was cancerous and you know a Friday afternoon uh, in October I got the phone call October 20th 4 p.m um got the phone call that it was cancer so had like I said had the whole thyroid moved in um removed in December of that year, 2017, that should have, I had a radio iodine treatment the next, the next year, February, um, 2018. And that should have been it, except, uh, the surgeon paralyzed my left vocal cord, um, when he was doing the surgery. And so for quite some time, I had no voice at all and went through some voice therapy early 2018, um, saw a top-notch ENT who scoped me and did all kinds of stuff like that. So I have, I have my voice back, but where, if you know anything about vocal cords, you know, vocal cords come together and you probably do with your field. I don't know if your vocal cords come together to make sound, you know, and where I've got a beast of a right vocal cord, but my left vocal cord, (laughs) it's where it's paralyzed allows me to be able to be, to be heard, but it does not allow me to easily take air in. (laughs) So I, you know, I, I, it, it's, it slowed me down overnight. I was going to ask you in all of my exercise, Mm -hmm. in my running, my swimming, all of it. Well, and that, and you're getting used to the synth. Are you on Synthroid or what are you on? Yeah. 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 I'm on Levothyroxine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it, uh, you know, all, all that stuff, but it, 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 like a switch was flipped, um, because I'm, I'm always gasping for air, you know? Mm -hmm. So I learned from the voice therapist kind of how to, how to do some nasal breathing. So Mm -hmm. supposedly all of us should be doing nasal breathing only when we run. It's super, super hard to do. Um, and I, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay at it and I do it when I can. Um, you know, but it's, it's, uh, you know, you know, when you're aging that eventually things are going to slow down, but it's my firm feeling that I was robbed a few years earlier than I, um, yeah. you know, than, than it would. I hear you. It was going to happen eventually. It, it shouldn't have happened in 2018, but uh, so, you know, that it, it really makes, um, you know, you examine your priorities and all that kind of stuff like that. And so running, especially it is, but all exercise really has become very social um, for me, Mm -hmm. because even though I always liked the team aspect, it was, it's changing. And I felt more like that was structure and maybe all, maybe a crutch. Um, Although I trained a ton for the 50 miler by myself, I really did. Um, but now, now really is social, you know, we, we kibitz the, the entire time, you know, we just talk mm-hmm. through, um, and he, even if I'm saying, seeing the same girlfriends, you know, three days in a row, it's like, we haven't seen each other in here. There's always something. No, it's nice. About. It keeps you, it's you accountable, know. the accountability and uh, that support system, right? 
And then, you know, they just, they know exactly what it is that you're doing it, that you're doing because you're, you know, they're doing it too. Very, and a lot of mental health benefits too, I yes. find, you know, yes. not only with the exercise, but the, the camaraderie is oh, yeah. as well. I've just recently, so. yeah, I struggled with that a lot when I first moved here because we had such a small community and it was a very tight community in the Valley. And it took me up until about this year, really, I mean, I've been kind of working on it off and on, but I really feel like in the last month or so, I've found my little tribe and uh, like tomorrow we're going to run 15, you know, and, and, and they're my pace and, you know, all that. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not fast. And so I'm always like, oh God, I don't want to go run with the rock hoppers because you know, they're all so much faster than me. I don't want to embarrass myself or frustrate them, you know? So um, and I love the rock hoppers, but yeah, so I, I get it. So it's important to have that. Yeah. So I, I, I can hear that. Yeah. I, I hear that. Yeah. That's, that's great. So. so my new, so, you know, my new shiny uh, toy. Yeah. Let's um, hear about this. St still, uh, still involves trail running, but also involves my other love, which is swimming. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've done, like I said, I started out as a competitive swimmer. And so those, you know, when you're doing pool competitions those are of course a lot shorter distances and I really am an endurance athlete I'm always better longer you know yeah. I'm not fast I wasn't even fast pre-surgery but I can go all day <laughs> at anything <laughs> yep. and so um there's a sport called swim run that's been in Sweden for a while um and, and some guys brought it over to the states you know, a handful of years ago. And um, Odyssey is the company that does most of the swim runs here in, in the U.S. And for a long time, I mean, you know, a long time, like five years, you know, like three years, something like that. <laughs> so they were offering yeah. them only on the coasts. Oh. And I was like, you know, this sounds interesting to me, but I'm not going to Portland for a sport I don't know anything about yet, you know? Right. So last year, a couple of race directors uh, brought it to, Pace Bend, so Spicewood outside of Austin, and oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November twenty twenty, they offered the inaugural one, and you know, inaugural races can well, be that's squirrely. the lake, right? It can be squirrely anyway, but they, um, you know, I was just having trouble getting the information that I needed and stuff like that. So I kind of wrote it off last year, but they and they did it. They pulled it off last year. They had racers that, and that was one of the few races around in 2020 and so uh I thought okay I'm gonna do it this year so it's pretty much what it sounds like you run and then you swim and then you run and then you swim and then you run and then you swim Whoa. so I've signed up for the long course solo you can do it as a team too a, a duo mm -hmm. and a, and your the duo is tethered together throughout the, the swim and the run oh. um I'm just going solo because I don't have anyone that will tether themselves to me quite yet but i'm hopeful so I'm what hopeful. kind of distance are we talking about here so the long course the whole shebang is 16 and a half miles um it's about a half marathon worth of trail running and about three-ish three and a half miles of swimming Dang. but you know you start at the start line and you know pacemen parks like a peninsula you yeah, know? yeah and so you start at the start line you run to the water you swim to the next land, you get out, you run to the water, oh, okay. you swim to the next land, you, you know, uh -huh. that sort of thing. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, yeah, 13 legs, um, seven <laughs> runs, seven runs, six <laughs> swims. There's a seven hour cutoff. I'm hoping to do it in five, but I really, I just have oh to make God. the cutoff. That's it. And when, when is this? 
November 7th. Okay. So if you want, if you want to come on up, I know. more the merrier. I think, I'm, I think I'm working the trivium. What is that a Sunday, Saturday or a Sunday? The Sunday. Oh shoot. I think I'm working trivium that day. Dag on it. But oh well, next time. Next I know. Time. If I get hooked, we'll, we'll do it in twenty. I'll be thinking of you. Well. There you go. There you go. But none of the legs are long, Donna. And that's what makes it feel imminently yeah. doable. Yeah. So the the longest run is only 3.3 miles. Oh, the longest swim is only 1,500 yards. And they go down from there. Um, so it's that's really broken. It's really broken up. So here's the wacky part of it. I haven't told you the wacky part yet. Oh no, as if it wasn't. Yeah. So there's no, unlike triathlon, you know, if it, people are familiar with triathlon, there's a transition area. Right. So while you're swimming, that's where your bike sits. That's where your run shoes sit. And after you swim, you come and you take your wetsuit off and you put your helmet on and you get your bike. Well, there's no transition area in swim run. Oh, so no. there's, there are very few equipment rules, but, but there's kind of this number one rule, which is whatever you have on the run, you have on the swim and whatever you have on the swim, you have on the run. So you swim in your shoes and your, your trail shoes and your socks. Oh my you, God. You run with your cap on your head and your goggles on your head. Oh, you, so it's, alert. So, no, I'm just kidding. there's no, right. So there's no, actually, I, I kind of look like a blonde girl when I'm doing it, but you know, that's just, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> that's just me, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I love but yeah, it. it's, um, that's the thing. So I was never worried about kind of the training or the mileage or race day or anything like that. It's getting used to the, this wackiness and oh it's the little things that get me. So running with no sunglasses on, because what the heck am I doing with the sunglasses during the swim or <laughs> yeah. running with no water, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would hate um, that. Do they have aid stations at least? They do. At every swim exit they do. So, and that's how I've been training. Thank God. Is no water and no gel until I get out of each of the swim. So that's, that's that good. Helps, so yeah. so I've got about a month. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be wacky. That's fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't swim for the life i mean i know how to swim but i'm a terror i used to be a pretty good swimmer but then as i it's like math as i've gotten older it just sort of like that skill goes away and i was a cyclist first and so nice yeah and so like i i love duathlons like that's like my jam but you know of course i don't have my road bike anymore because i gave it away but um but yeah so that sounds exciting so yeah. after the after you accomplish this then what's next i don't know i'm hoping really? somebody comes up with a new a new shiny thing for me to do you ever need desire to do like a hundred K hundred mile or anything? You know, we torturous? talked when, yeah, when we were really, um, you know, that kind of, you know, 15, 16, 17, when we were really focusing on the fifties, either us or friends or whatever we mm -hmm. flirted with eventually, um, you know, 100 miles we had talked about knowing that we really needed to do get some 100 Ks under our belt too. I don't know. For me at this point, it's how long since I am gasping for air the entire time, what, what's my tolerance? You know, right. what, what's my end limit of, you know, is it okay to gasp for seven hours, but not, and I'll get back to you on that one, you know, but not 10, you know, or not right. 24 or not 48 hours or not, you know, that that, that's, that's pretty admirable though, even though you're, you know, you're still, you know, you still have that, I don't want to say impediment, but that's the only thing I can come up with, you know, and, and yeah, that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fertile. I don't know, but right. right. Yeah. I mean, but you, yeah, you don't want that back. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's important and, uh, you know, just tell the couch potatoes to think twice about that. Come so. on. What's your favorite race? What, what is your favorite race that you've done so far? 
Oh my gosh. I don't know. I know. If I sorry. And and since I have accidentally done so many one off, you know, I did one half Ironman. I did one road marathon. I did, you know, so it's, I would have to say, I mean, I like a lot of them for different reasons. Sure. Um, in 2017, uh, I mean, wild hair is going to be close to my heart because it's, it's my only ultra at this, at this that point. Um, that's, that's crazy. That was your first ultra. My God, you haven't even done the 50 K. See, I, I've, I've no. gone in reverse. I have, I'm going to do my first marathon at Brazos in December. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> we did, I did a trail half marathon in Boulder, Colorado around the reservoir. Ooh. Um, and so that was, you know, those little prairie dogs were mm -hmm. popping their little heads up and just Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. You had your like little audience and stuff. So that was a lot of fun regarding some of my other sports in 2017, we did a, a fundraise, me and a, a girlfriend, um, uh, Cheryl, hi Cheryl. Um, we, we swam around Key West. Uh, oh my so God. Was, how fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, so 12 and a half miles. That's 12 and a half miles of swimming. That, um, how long did that take? Uh, six hours and 17 minutes. Oof. That's amazing. That's, that's so yeah. it. Um, so that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. So just, you know, a lot of. So my you, road have you ever DNF'd a race? I have not. Oh, good for you. I have not. I'm like the I think the closest I came was, um, it, it's been more like like a switch around of plans. We were supposed to do a triathlon, maybe 29 something. I was going to come back out of retirement, mm -hmm. sprint try in San Marcos, Aquarina Springs. And um, in, in like March or some crazy time of year. And it was like 45 that morning, <laughs> 45 Ugh. degrees that morning. Oh no, thank you. Yeah. And I was, I was worried about getting out of the water and freezing to death on the bike. Oh, God, Yes. So Ooh. they also had a 5k option. You could just run, you know, you could do just, you know, swim and bike, bike and run the whole trial, you know, that kind of thing. And I, so we dumped the, what I, anticipated would be the cold parts and just did the running <laughs> smart, smart move smart move so that's probably the closest i've come to a dnf <laughs> yeah well that's that's not so bad that's not so bad yeah god knows i've had my share so uh but you know for various reasons sometimes it's because i've been injured other times it's because my brain's broken you know? <laughs> um what do you i mean i know you just have entered into this uh you know the twilight zone i'm just kidding uh the masters category have you found any uh and, and i well obviously because of the surgery and and whatnot and again i i can relate to that because i had my thyroid removed right after wild hair the 50 miler oh, okay. i was like begging my my surgeon i'm like can you please let me run my 15 mile race and we can so it's like a week or so after that mm -hmm. <laughs> but i did not have the cancer i i just it was a goiter and so i but yeah so I, I think that slowed me down that and getting older, you know, all that jazz. But um, do you, have you found any changes, you know, since, you know, getting a little older, you know? Sure, uh, sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm still utterly convinced that I can do, that, that all Masters runners can do and Masters athletes can do everything that everybody else does. Um, 
of the younger persuasion. I think you just need to be smarter about it, smarter about your recovery, smarter about diet, smart, you know, all that kind of, you know, all that kind of thing like that. Um, and, you know, remember, I, you know, 50 is masters in trail running, but 40 is masters in lots of other endurance sports. And so when I started as an endurance athlete, I was, you know, like went right into the master's category. So <laughs> I, I don't have too much younger stuff even to compare to, but I think you just need to be smart about it, you know, smart mm -hmm. about the recovery and smart about, you know, diet. You can't do yoga, the same kind yoga's of training. A, yeah. Yoga is like, a godsend and yeah, you know, the foam rollers a godsend, and get your massages regularly. All that kind of. Uh, oh yeah, Epsom salt, hot Epsom salt baths. Mm. Well, and and ice baths. Oh, wow. I don't have the wow. courage for that. <laughs> yes, that, so that was the key for me and Wally really? oh. for ice baths. And they, I mean, you're not in them long. I mean, you're only in them 15 minutes, and you're numb after the first Still five. So I don't feel anything <laughs> after the first five. But I guess Eric I'll have and I. <laughs> It's it's what got me out, you know, like if I'm running 25 miles on Saturday and then need to run another 12 on Sunday, it's what got me out there for oh, that, yeah. that second day with that. the 12. But Eric and I got into a habit of the trick for me too was fill up the tub with cold water, get in the cold water, have Eric put the ice in oh, after helps. I'm in. Yeah. It's so, so it's kind of used to it it's easier to get in the water with the ice isn't in there yet. And now, and he had this like crazy sadistic pleasure about tossing that ice. <laughs> in like it was, he was gleeful. <laughs> it was bad. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. So, um, so it's, I think I've, I've heard your advice, but I was just going to ask you, what is your advice then for masters runners? Just not to be, uh, just to be smart, train smart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, a lot of us like to have bowls. And I think you just need to, you know, there may come a time, maybe not, but there may come a time where you need to re-examine what your goals are. You know, why, why are you doing this? And if you've got to change it up to make yourself happy, that's okay. That's, you know, like it's, it's a blessing that we can do this stuff. I know. And, you know, I'm so grateful um, that I can and, you know, focus on like what, what amazing things our bodies are doing, not what they're not doing. Yeah. You know? I think that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was just funny because once I, I, you know, started becoming a master's runner, I mean, it was just never really occurred to me or anything, but I was like placing and stuff. There's nobody out there. Yeah. You know? I mean, now it's starting to get a little bit more competitive, which is kind of nice. I mean, I think that's the thing about trail running too, is that you see more people um, out there who are older. You know, absolutely you don't, you don't really see a lot of older people i mean this is just me being very prejudicial but i don't see a lot of older people out there doing road races you know or yeah, at least no. marathons and stuff you know unless no i think that's totally crazy. totally accurate and i call us the fast old bitches so you know fob <laughs> if you ever need to you see on any of my tweets hashtag fob that's it's not fallout boy okay. <laughs> it's, that's it's that's, that's cool so all right. Well, Mary Kay, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you. I'm going to stop recording real quick. And hang on. Yes. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to her. Um, yeah, we like I've probably known her for a few years. Um, and uh, like I said, I mean, we're not super close, but it's like we still, you know, run across each other and we, you know friendly and things like that and uh, I, I think she's super cool and uh and her husband eric is also pretty cool i haven't seen him in a while but uh yeah 
Um, so, <laughs> so getting back into my, it's all about me, uh, my week in running, um, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, I didn't do a ton during the week. I did more indoor cycling. I don't know. I found this thing. It's called Les Mills, the trip or Les Mills. Uh, Les Mills is a, uh, New Zealand based, um, fitness. I don't want to call brand. Um, and they, they do a lot of different types of classes. I am certified to teach something called sprint, which is a 30 minute high intensity interval training class on a bike. And I do that once a week at a local YMCA. Um, and it will kick your butt and it's kind of nice because I used to teach spinning and, um, I find it kind of refreshing. I got kind of burned out. I mean, I taught spinning for about 15 years. So it was, um, but then when I took my first sprint class, I was like, Oh my God, I gotta do that. I gotta get certified to teach this. This is fun. Cause here's the thing with Les Mills. Uh, they provide the music and the choreography. And as someone who, you know, again, as I, I, I taught spinning for a long time, you know, coming up with profiles and music, which was, which I was really good at, it kind of burned me out after a while. And so I just finally gave it up. And, and so this is kind of a refreshing change, but um, they also have something called body pump that you may have heard about at like your local gym. Um, and, and so it's gyms have to license or, or purchase a license in order to offer those classes. So it's not like you can just go, okay, we're going to just offer that. Yeah. Well, you got to buy a license people. Um, so anyway, so the, the YMCA that I teach at the, uh, TriPoint, um, down at the intersection of St. Mary's and 281, for those of you who are local to San Antonio may know that area. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I teach that, but I also have a membership to Les Mills on demand, which is you have full access. I think it's only like a hundred bucks a month or something or month. God, no, it better not be a hundred bucks a month. And it's like a hundred bucks a year or something like, I mean, it's not very expensive, but you have access to all of their classes on you know video. And, um, and so I really fully take advantage of that as much as I can, uh, especially for the weight training classes and, and things like that. Um, but there's one that I really enjoy. It's a cycling class and I do have an indoor bike here at home. Thanks to my sister going and have these with me. Um, it's called the trip. And I know it sounds like, what the hell is that? So the trip is, um, a class that's about 45 minutes, um, and you use your, well, I use my laptop. I just sort of park my laptop on top of the bike, you know, in the, in the little holders, I guess, if you will. And it uh, is a very visual thing. So you kind of go through these fantastical environments, you know, that are, they, they resemble cities or in the case of one I did earlier this week, um, planets, you know, and, um, and then they have music that goes along with it. But then really the bonus for me is the coaching because they, you know, will coach you, you know, a particular, uh, coach will take you through that experience. And, uh, there's this guy, Boz Hollander. He's, I think he's from Belgium. Um, kind of a young guy. Um, so good at this. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to die, but I didn't care. I was like, oh my gosh. So anyway, if you ever think you want to do some cross training and, you know, want to check it out. Um, yeah, Les Mills on demand, I think is 
something I would highly recommend. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, speaking of other things I highly recommend, Hey, uh, two things first, make sure that you, if you pick this up on Apple podcasts, for instance, please make sure you leave a review. Okay. And give it some stars. If you feel like it is deserving of this. Um, because again, I like to get this thing out in front of more people's ears. Um, because I do feel like I offer something unique, uh, to the podcasting world. Um, and, uh, I'm kind of proud of that. So (laughs) this whole thing has been a whim, but, uh, Anyway, so yeah, do that. Or if you are on Facebook and you have liked the Stubborn Tortoise podcast page, uh, leave a review there because um, I've just created something where you can do that. I didn't even know I could do it. Um, The other thing is we are, we, me, I'm going to be setting up a merch shop for this podcast uh, via Facebook. Um, And it will pretty much right now is going to just consist of t-shirts and coffee mugs. Um, which I think is plenty. Um, the, the shirts are probably going to sell for 20 bucks plus shipping, um, which I think is a pretty fair price. And my buddy, uh, Robbie, um, De La Rosa, I hope I said his name right. Um, he, uh, he actually created one for me, um, because my friend Maria had, uh, asked him to make one for me, uh, along with a mug, just as a little gift to me. And it's cool because it's kind of sparkly and I know, <laughs> but, uh, it's really cute. Uh, Robbie incidentally is also the guy who made the shirt that I ended up giving to Orville Pack, um, at the end of July at that show. So Robbie's got some skills. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, yeah. So there's that. So be on the lookout for the, for that. Um, and again, things are going to be fairly affordable. I just need to, you know, make sure that I don't go broke with the <laughs> shipping things to people. It's not like I'm going to be getting rich off of this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we have tons of rain here in San Antonio. Um, a couple of days this week, I think we we're supposed to get more actually. And then I was sort of bummed because I was waiting for it on Saturday and then it never really happened. So I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. But man, we had these thunderstorms that would come through in the middle of the night and like on Tuesday night. And I think on Thursday night, and I mean, it was like shaking the house and it was sort of like someone had set off a nuclear bomb or something, you know, with lightning. It was like, geez, we, so normally I'm kind of like, Oh, this is fun. I enjoy sleeping in storms. Yay. All I kept thinking was, Oh God, I hope nothing hits a tree and, you know, sets my house on fire. Because <laughs> like I'm thinking, God, if it sets my house on fire, it might set the whole neighborhood on fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause we all, I mean, I live in an old neighborhood and pretty much everybody lives in an old wooden house. Cause again, my house is from 1931. Um, and I love it. Uh, but everything was fine. We, we held up. Okay. Um, oh God, speaking of burning things, uh, I know another little side story. Here we go. Um, yeah, a few nights ago, God, what night was it? Maybe Wednesday night. Uh, it was like around four o'clock in the morning. You know, I could f- hear this beeping sound from one of my smoke detectors. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, really? And I had an experience with this thing, God, probably like six, eight months ago. And um, of course, it always happens in the middle of the night. And, I, you know, I, I don't really understand how this stuff works because it's, in fact, that first night, I ended up calling the fire department and just like going, okay, what do I do? 
I'm sure they're just like, who is this woman? Um, but anyway, I, uh, had to get, had to drive around in the middle of the night on a, I think that one happened on a Sunday night, you know, great, you know, or yeah. And it was really hard to find nine volt batteries because it's also hooked up to a breaker. And I thought, oh, if I just throw the breaker, then maybe it'll just, you know, shut up. But oh no, can't just do that. You have to have a battery in that sucker. And so I was like, great. So this time, you know, I, and only one of them was beeping. So I was like, crap. All right. So I get in my car. It's like four o'clock in the morning, drove around for almost 45 minutes looking for batteries, you know, nine volt batteries. Thank God for Walgreens and the 24 hour Walgreens. And I spent, I swear to God, $24 on two batteries. These suckers better last for a long time or I'm going to be mad. Um, and then of course this also involves me dragging in, I don't know how tall this ladder is. I got it for like 20 bucks at a yard sale before I moved into my house. Um, I thought that was a good deal, but it's probably like a 12 foot ladder or something. I mean, it's not easy to, well, you know, and I'm not very tall. So it was, it was just sort of like crap. Now I gotta like try to drag this stupid thing into the house and, you know, change out the battery, uh, which I did. And, you know, everything was fine, but it was just like, this is so stupid. I can't believe this is happening. Um, and then of course, one of my cats, Hazel, the one who always seems to be getting in the middle of everything, um, decides that it was his job to climb the ladder and, you know, hang out on it. I'm just like, Oh my God, just please don't knock it over. Um, which he didn't thank God. But anyway, whoo, that was another story for another time, but I thought I'd just share that little piece of personal Intel. Um, but yeah, let's talk about running this week. Uh, things went okay. Um, big one was this morning. Holy God. Um, I met up with, uh, Maria, um, my friend, my new friends, uh, Karen, Becky and Vivian. Uh, we met up at the, uh, San Antonio zoo at 6 AM ish. Um, it was dark <laughs> and, um, I was supposed to do close to 15 and this did not happen. Okay. So, uh, I had forgotten how horrible road running is because I haven't really done many long runs on the road, but it was 97% humidity, even though it wasn't like super hot, it was just <sighs> soul crushing. And, um, Maria, you know, wanted to do like 14 and I was ready to do it with her, but I'll tell you after about five miles, or so we were just like, okay, let's just do six and turn around because who, yeah. So we ran past the Alamo and, you know, through, you know, downtown and all that stuff and, um, through Southtown King William. And, uh, then we turned around and came back and it took us almost three hours. I mean, it was ridiculous. Well, we also <laughs> had a early in the run, we had, um, this pack of dogs, these like kind of young black aggressive dogs. And they kind of came out of nowhere and they started to, you know, follow us and they were barking, you know, of course. And, uh, I was just like, great. And I think Becky grabbed a giant tree branch and Maria and Vivian were yelling at the dogs. And I'm, <laughs> excuse me, because I'm a pacifist. I was just sort of like, okay, boys let's stop that. You're very handsome. Let's quit. Okay. 
I have no idea if that argument will do anything, but I always sort of feel like being less aggressive with them may make things better. Um, I mean, I did encounter three pit bulls know, about a year ago when I was on the greenway uh, by myself and they just kind of crawled out of nowhere and they just started following me and they were jumping on me and licking me. And I was like, okay, hopefully they're going to bite me. And then I'd be like, you guys want to run? And they'd be like, woo. You know, and so they they all started chasing me, you know, running with me, which was really cute. But yeah, but I do know that dog bites happen, so you can't just be stupid about it. So, um, but you know, fortunately, we we managed to get through that. But boy, that was that was pretty hairy for the first mile or so. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we you know did our thing. It was I I for me, I did pretty well. Uh, Maria was really trying hard to not stop and walk. She just really wanted to just kind of run as much as she could. And she did pretty much, but and I tried to hang with her as well as I could. And, um, the two of us kind of ventured away from the pack cause they, they were only going to only going to do like 10 or so. And, um, so she and I continued on cause I didn't want to let her run by herself. And, uh, yeah. Oh man. Let me just tell you, I was hurting. I mean, I was like, God, what's going on with me? I, I just, ugh. well, you know, again, I had a gel. Oh, and let me just tell you goo chocolate coconut is the bomb. Let me just, Oh my God. That was amazing. I was just like, I think I ate that like around uh, mile four or so. And that was magical, but unfortunately, by the time you get to mile 11 and a half, you're just sort of like, okay, I'm going to eat my hand now. Um, <laughs> but we got done and it was good. And I just have to say that these ladies are just, I, I have found my tribe and I'm so happy about that because, um, you know, as you, if you've been listening to this for any length of time, I've struggled with that. And I've talked about this before, you know, with, with just trying to find people that are, you know, your speed, maybe just a little faster. Um, you know, we can kind of challenge each other, but we're supportive of each other. And, um, and it's nice. It's, it's really a nice feeling finally, you know, to have this, this, uh, you know, group of ladies to run with. And so, um, yeah, so thank you girls. Um, cause I know if I was on my own, <laughs> I probably would have done about eight or something. Yeah. And just <laughs> said, screw it. But, I did not. So there you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, outside of that, I think the only other thing I've signed up for, uh, was this thing called the recharge run, which is beginning of November. Um, like on a Saturday, first Saturday in November, it's like a 15 K, which is nine miles. It's out of government Canyon, which unfortunately it's on the back country, which I really hate. It's like running on boulders or something, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Uh, and then the following day, my friend Jessica and I are going to volunteer at Trivium um, up in Marble Falls, which is a road. Uh, it's the only one that Tejas Trails offers that's a road race, uh, but it's very hilly. Um, and I've worked that one a few times um, and you get marble or marble blue bonnet cafe pie at the end. So how about that? Uh, anyway, I think that's mainly it. I'm trying to, if there's anything else that's exciting going on here. Uh, not really, but, um, but again, merch, give it a review. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I've got for now.
I'll see you next time.